Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He has done great and mighty things, and we thank the Lord for all the provision that He brings unto Him, unto us. What a mighty God that we serve today. Let us read today as we read Galatians 2 and 20 every Sunday morning. And let us read today, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. You may be seated today across the building today. It is good that we can come together once again and it just seems like we were just here uh, yesterday. It seems like time has just flown by and we're back here uh, in the house today uh, honoring the Lord today and I thank God that you are here today. We want to thank the Lord that uh, you are watching those that are watching us live and again uh, my prayers are something I can say to you and your family to encourage you as we get into God's Word today. And I start a brand new series uh, this, year, this year, in this new year and at this time. And it's called the I Am Series. And we're going to be looking at some passages of Scripture for the next few weeks as we look at this in the I Am Series and we're going to be looking out of John's Gospel, the 6th chapter, beginning with the 35th verse. I am series sermon number 1, and my title of my message today as we begin this series is the title is, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. And today I want to encourage you that Jesus Christ is the bread of life. Of life, And we're going to be looking at this very closely to know that He is the provider, to know uh, that He will take care of you and me and that He'll take care of our families and to know who our source is. Our source is not ourself. The source is not in our ability to do what we need to do. Our ultimate source is in the Lord Jesus Christ because He gives us the ability to do what we do. He gives us the ability, for example, for us to work on a job. He gives us the ability that you and I can function and do the things that we do through life and we know that that he is the ultimate source that we are to look at. And so I want to look at this as time will permit in John's Gospel, the 6th chapter, beginning with the 35th verse. And let's look at this a little bit. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. And he that cometh to me shall never, and I want you to look at this. He that shall come unto me, look at this, that cometh to me shall never, look at that word, never, never hunger. And he that believeth on me shall never thirst. You'll never hunger, nor you will never thirst 
Why, Pastor? Because Jesus Christ has said Himself, red letter edition, He says, I am the bread of life. You need to know today that we can deal with the Lord Jesus Christ and be reassured that He is who He says He is. When He says, I am, there's no question in I am. There's not a second thought. There's not a what if. And when, when we see the passage here and we see the word, as Jesus says, I am the bread of life then we don't have to worry about anything else. We don't have to look to anything else. We don't have to worry about tomorrow. We don't have to worry about next week. We don't have to worry about anything because we know Jesus is in charge. He is our head commander, if I should say, maybe in the military terms. He's the head man that's in charge, and we can look to him, as you've heard me say, he is the author, so he begins a good work in you, shall be faithful to complete it to the very beginning. He is the author and the finisher of your faith and of my faith today, so we can be reassured that he is the the bread of life because we will never hunger again you will hunger if you're not connected with Jesus you will thirst if you're not connected with Jesus but if you're connected with Jesus you'll never hunger nor thirst again can I hear an amen to God's word today introducing this I am series we clearly see this as Moses and the I am revelation when Moses was in, 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 in connection with God, God clearly let him know that I am, as he began to tell Moses in Exodus 3 and 14, as we look at this passage from the Old Testament, we can be reassured today that in Exodus 3 and 14, and God said unto Moses, I am that I am, he said, that thou, that thou, that thus shall thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. Moses was, was frantic, he was a little afraid because he didn't know what the king would say, but God clearly told Moses, I want you to let my people know that they can be freed. And Moses says, what do you want me to say, Lord? And Lord says, tell the king that I am that I am, have sent you to let my people go. Jesus shocked his hearers before Abraham was I am let me say it again before Abraham was I am John 8 and 58 Jesus says unto them verily verily I say unto you before Abraham was I am Folks, I want you to know today how we need to understand that Jesus is the way. He is the truth and the life. No man comes to the Father except by Him, by Him alone. He is the way. He is the door. And we must know that we must walk in it to know that He is 
the bread of life. He has breathed. He has put breath into our nostrils. He's put breath into our bodies. He is breathing in us. Even when we accept the Lord Jesus Christ into our hearts and life, He is now with us. He is for us. He's not against us. He is the bread of life. Listen, his enemies that wanted to stone him, Jesus, the eight I am statements by Jesus, he said, I am. And seven in the Gospels of John. Listen, one is the book of Revelation. The first, I am, is the declaration of I am the bread of life. The question would be, what does this statement mean? The question would be, how does it apply to us today? I want to give you some points today that it applies to us today to know that Jesus Christ is the bread of life. First, Jesus is the source of life. Jesus is the source of life. He is your source. He is my source. He is the world's source of life today. Even though the world may reject Him, maybe your friends may reject Him, maybe your neighbors may reject Him, He is still the source for your neighbors. He is still a source for your family. He is still the source for this world today. And I want you to know today that Jesus Christ is alive and well and that you and I have victory because we have the bread of life before us as we have victory in Christ Jesus. All things were made by Him. Jesus Christ, all things were made by Him. John 1 and 3 says this in John's Gospel. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Period. Let me read that again. Catch this. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. I want you to know he created the plants, he created the animals, he created water, he created the earth, he created the universe. Nothing has been made, nothing has, has burst forth to come from, uh, from, <coughs> from apes or from, uh, from rocks. Everything was created by the Lord Jesus Christ that everything was made. That's why he can say, I am the bread of life. I am is in charge. I am knows exactly what you and I go through every day. Listen, all plant life. All animal life. All, let me go a step further, all human life. We live in a society where that we're guessing and wondering where did we come from? How have we been made? How have we been created? What's happening here? What's happening there? It seems like there's new things that are rising every day of how we've created, why, how we evolved, how we were able to. Listen, I want you to know Jesus Christ is that way. He's the truth and the life. He says, I am. In the Old Testament, Genesis 1 and 26, I want to go back here just a little bit. 
just to refresh our memory. And if you don't know this, I want you to hear this today. And God said in Genesis 1 and 26, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God, look at this, so God created man in his own image and in the image of God created he him male and female created he them and God blessed them and God said unto them be fruitful look at this multiply replenish the earth and subdued it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth and God said behold I have look at this I have given you every herb of bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth and every tree in which it is the fruit of the tree yielding seed to you it shall be for meat, and to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is what? Life. And I have given, look at this, every green herb for meat, and it was so. And God saw that everything that he had made, and behold, it was what? Very good. And in the evening and the morning were the sixth day. In high regards for the life within the Bible, today's departure from this position, we see that there is abortion that is arising in our world right now, even as we speak, ending life before God's time for birth. We also see euthanasia ending life before God's time, even before uh, for death. And yet life is from the Lord and should be sacred. Let me say it again. Life is from the Lord and it should be sacred. He gives us life. He takes life as we see the Bible clearly in Job. As Job says, Lord, God, you give and you take. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God has that authority and that is because he says, I I want you to get this today. He says because it is I am. I am is with us today. I am is here with us today. The Holy Spirit is with us today. And that's why I've always said understand that when Jesus is working and moving in our hearts and life, let us not grieve the Holy Spirit. Let us not vex the Holy Spirit. Let us not tempt the Holy Spirit. But allow the Holy Spirit to have His way in our hearts and in our lives. My second point today is Jesus is the sustainer of life. Not only is he the source of life, but Jesus is the sustainer of life. Do you know today that Jesus sustains you? He sustains me. Do you know that? He helps us 
time in and time out. Even when we forget and even when we're not thankful to thank Him for what He's done for your family, what He's done in your life, He still sustains us. Why? Because He's a sovereign God. He's a God that reigns. He's a God that rules. He's a God of understanding. He's a God of compassion. He knows exactly what you and I go through. He knows what we're dealing with day in and day out. Why? He is the source and He is the standard. Why? Because He is the bread of life. He's life-giving. Bread represents food. It is vital to sustain life. You know, you can go a while without bread, but you can't go long without water. But bread is a food and it sustains. That's why we're made up. God made us up to where we would drink water. We would live in, with water. We would live with food. Food and water becomes nourishment. We have to have that if we know, because we're not computers. We're not robots. We're not mechanics. We're not mechanical. You see, no one's strong enough to live long without food. The source is Jesus Christ. The, the sustainer is Jesus Christ. When food runs out, life will soon end physically. When food runs out, life physically will die. I want to go a step forward, uh, forward on this. When we do not get into the Word of God, and when we're not praying, and we're not communicating with God, we will starve ourselves spiritually. Not physically, but spiritually. And therefore, we need God to sustain us even spiritually to know that the source in Jesus Christ is to help us spiritually in our walk with the Lord. I am reminded that anorexic victims died because they refused to eat. God provides food for life. Israel was given manna from heaven in the desert. When Moses had, had led the children of Israel out of Egypt, and there they were for, for 40 years in the, in, uh, in, in the wilderness, and when they were there, they didn't have food, but God would bring food. God would bring manna down from the sky to feed them because they had to be nourished. They had to have food. Israel was given that manna. Elijah sustained by a widow during a famine time where that food needed to take place. Listen, Jesus gives and sustains eternal life. Let me say it again. Jesus gives and sustains eternal life. When you've accepted Jesus Christ into your heart and life, you've now become a disciple. You've become an ambassador. You now you have come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And guess what? He sustains us because He loves us. And He gives unto us. Born in Bethlehem, the place, as we see, is the place of bread. 
Bethlehem represents the place of bread. Micah 5 and 2, the Bible says, But thou, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, that thou be little among thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be the ruler in Israel, whose going forth have been from old and from everlasting. See, he is the bread of life. Communion is the bread that symbolizes his broken body. We commune with the Lord Jesus Christ as we take communion, as we take of the juice that represents the blood of Jesus Christ, as we take the bread, it represents the body. He is the bread of life. He sustains us. He is the source for us. The Apostle Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 11 and 24, and he says, And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Jesus began to talk to his disciples and said, Listen, guys, I want you to come around because there's something that you don't quite understand. But I want to I wanna commune with you. I want, I want to talk with you a little bit. And I'm sure they sat there and they did not quite fully understand, but Jesus was getting them into the mindset to know that he is getting ready to be crucified, that he is getting ready to die on a cross, that he is getting ready that blood was going to be shed from Calvary's cross. He was preparing them because he wanted them to know that he was the bread of life. He is the source. He's the sustainer. How to receive the bread of life. He that cometh to me, as Jesus said. All who comes to him receives salvation. All who comes to Him receives eternal life and receives the bread of life. My third point today is this. Jesus gives satisfaction in life. Jesus gives satisfaction in life. Jesus said... You shall never hunger. Christ satisfies all our inter desires. I want you to hear this today. God satisfies all the inner desires. All other sources are, are fail, and they will fail to satisfy. There are others that will seek other things and seek other things out to try to get satisfaction, to satisfy their life. Listen, in the thirst, as Jesus also satisfies the inner thirst, he says, shall never thirst again. Inner thirst sends some to alcohol. Inner thirst 
sends to others to drugs. Inner thirst sends some to lust and grieve because they're searching within themselves because they're wanting to satisfy themselves for their cravings and their longings and their desires because it's all about me. It's all about I. It's all about number one. It's all about what I want to do, when I want to do it, how I want to do it, where I want to do it. That's the society that we live in. And if we're not careful, we will have that same mentality that we will do what we want to do, be what we want to be, say what we want to say, go where we want to go. But you have nothing but inner thirst that you're constantly craving and it's never fulfilled. None of these satisfy the soul of man. True satisfaction is found only in Jesus Christ. Let me say it again. True satisfaction is only found in Jesus Christ. He is the bread of life. Listen, if we're not trusting in Jesus, if we're not trusting in Him and Him alone, guess what? We're like we're slapping Jesus in the face because it's like we don't need you right now, Jesus. I'll only call on you, Lord, when I need you, when I'm in trouble, when I can't handle anything else, when, when, when I just can't absolutely, when I've done all of my resources of all of what I'm going to do, when I run out of my resources of what I'm going to do, how I'm going to do it, where I'm going to do it, the whole nine yards, then I'll call on you, Jesus. Folks, that's the wrong time for us to call on him. We're not to call on Him when we've done exhausted all of our resources. When I've done exhausted all of my resources, you've done exhausted all of your resources, and you feel like, well, there's nothing else but to call on Jesus. That's not when Jesus wants you to call on Him. He is a God of mercy. Why? Because He is a God of grace, and yet He is the bread of life because He says, I am that I am. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Don't look to anything else to help you. Look to Jesus Christ because He's the author and the finisher of your faith. You'll never go wrong. <clears throat> You'll never go lacking. You will be strengthened. You will be encouraged. You will know that Jesus Christ is with you. Now, our faith will be put to a test. Your faith will be put to a test. Test will come through the Lord Jesus Christ because Jesus says, they tested me. They did things to me. They're going to do things to you. You're going to go through things to do. But understand, Jesus says, I've overcome the world. And if Jesus says he's overcome the world, so you and I can overcome the world as well. The devil will bring temptation. Jesus and God will not bring temptation. The Holy Spirit will not bring temptation to you. The devil brings temptation. Why? Because God cannot be tempted. But what God will do is he'll bring tests to us. He'll bring tests to us. A lot of times we've got to be, we've got to be patient when test does come because we know the bread of life is through the Lord Jesus Christ. We know, we, know that we know that He's the source. We know He's the sustainer. We know that He will satisfy the soul. 
Nothing else can satisfy but Jesus Christ satisfying the soul. And sometimes God wants us to be patient. So sometimes He wants us to be quiet. I remember growing up when I was in school, when it was test time that I had been studying for a test, the teacher would say, get out your paper and your pencil. I am coming around and um, I'm meeting everyone in the classroom to be quiet because it's test time. And so everybody's quiet and they're taking their test. Why? Because the teacher is wanting your attention so that you can remember all of the things that you studied over so that you will not fail the test, but that you would pass the test of everything that she had taught you in school. That's the same way it is with the Lord Jesus Christ. He teaches us every day by the Spirit, in the Spirit, and through the Spirit. And when we get into God's Word, when we come to church, when we get into Bible study, when we hear it, we not just be hearers of the Word, but we be doers of the Word, and we apply what we hear, and they will be tests that will come, and you've got to over overcome those things in life because you and I will be tested. You will become bitter or you will become better. And the choice is yours. The choice is mine. Do I want to be bitter in life because I feel like everything is just not going my way, everything's falling apart, or do I want to be better? But Jesus says, doesn't matter what you and I are going through. You may say, well, Pastor Day, I'm not going through anything. I'm fine. Well, that's great. That's great. But one day you're going to need the Lord. One day something's going to happen. You're going to need God. And it's either we're going to be better or we're going to be bitter. But see, Jesus says, I am. So it doesn't matter what you want to do with your life. It doesn't matter how you want to go. He is still, I am. That doesn't change. He says, I am that I am. And folks, he is the bread of life. He is the life giving to us that we need him more than ever before because he is our source, he is our sustainer, and he is the satisfaction of life. He will satisfy our thirsty souls. He will, he will satisfy our thirsty lives. He that come to him will never thirst again. Come unto, unto him. Come unto me, as Jesus says. Come unto me. All ye that are heavy and, and heavy hearted and, and labor, and I will give you rest. Yoke up with me because my yoke is easy. The yoke is hard when we're not in Jesus and we're not with Jesus. But when we're with Him, the yoke becomes easy. He says, Learn of me, my yoke is easy stand with me across the building today listen coming and believing 